This is the Comedy Club with me, Arthur Smith, and our next programme is one you'll probably know from the TV. On the Town with the League of Gentlemen is where it all started, and tonight's episode is set in a town called Spent, somewhere remarkably similar, I suspect, to Royston Vasey. Spent, this is spent. All change, please, all change. Can you have your tickets ready for inspection? Excuse me, I wonder if you could help just me. Just a sec. Can I see your ticket, please, sister? Oh, yes, of course. I was just in such a rush to get back to the convent. <laughs> there we are. Goodbye. Uh, just a minute, love. What's this? Admit one, Lightwater Valley. <laughs> Wrong ticket, love. I'm so terribly sorry. What must you think of me? Here it is. Good day to you. Uh, hang on. This is the tenor club, sister. <laughs> How silly. Would this be it? Yes, thank you. Goodbye. Now, can I help you? Yes, I was wondering how often the trains go back to London. London? Yes. <laughs> Once in a blue moon. What? And that's not the worst of it. What do you mean? I think that nun just nicked your ticket. Tickets, please. <laughs> On the town with a League of Gentlemen, with Mr. Mark Gatiss, Mr. Stephen Pemberton, and Mr. Reese Shearsmith. Episode one: A guest at the Dentons. morning, it's 9.15. I'm Bernice Woodall, and you're listening to Hours of Agony on Spent FM. <laughs> well, it's another beautiful day here in the lovely town of Spent. As I look out of my window through the sheet rain, <laughs> I think to myself, aren't we lucky to live here, where you can see the very air that you breathe? <laughs> Now, I've got a request here. It comes from a Mrs. Kemp, and it says, Dear Bernice, could you please play a record for our son, Colin? He's got an interview today at the plant. Yeah, him and 2,000 others. <laughs> and we want to wish him luck. Well, Colin, if by some miracle you do get the job, I hope you settle in nicely and don't end up blind, bald and impotent like all the other poor bastards that <laughs> work at that godforsaken hellhole. This is for you, Colin. It's the damned and feel the pain. I know you're cold, but I... Okey-cokey, piggy-da-pokey! Oh. <laughs> Hello, gents of spent. Hello, Paulie. First up, I want us all to close our eyes and just listen. Can you hear that? That is the sound of industry. The sound of men with jobs going to work. <laughs> to them, it's a joyous sound, a song of hope and dignity. But to others, that sound is just a din, a daily reminder of how worthless and pathetic they are. <laughs> Good morning, job seekers. <laughs> My name is Pauline, and you've all been on the dole too long. <laughs> hey, Mickey! Where are you going? Toilet. No, you're not. I need you for this exercise. Come and stand next to me. I want what? to go to the toilet. Well, you're not allowed. <laughs> so, job seekers, first of all, I want us to really stretch our imaginations and pretend that Mickey here's got an interview for a job. <laughs> it's all right, Mickey, we're only playing. But the thing is, I've got an interview for the same job. So, Ross, take a good look at me. Do I have to? Yes. <laughs> and take a good look at Mickey. What have I got that Mickey hasn't got? A moustache. <laughs> no. Confidence. Confidence, job seekers. That's what Mickey needs. And he's not going to get it lumbering round all day, wrapped in a duvet, waiting for Tots TV to come on, is he? 
So, Mickey, we're going to do a little exercise that'll help you relax and bring you confidence. I want you to close your eyes and empty your head of all thoughts. That was quick. <laughs> now, imagine you're lying down in a field. What field? Just a field. A cow field. Yeah. <laughs> and picture your body as a hollow vessel. Why? Oh, you're always seeing this down the job centre, Mickey. Wanted man with hollow body to lie down in cow field. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Ross. And you're filling up with a warm orange liquid. Like Lucas Aid? Yeah, but warm. I wouldn't drink it warm. Oh, will you shut up and relax? <laughs> so it's filling you up. Into your head, down your shoulders and your chest. Pauline. Drip, drip, drip it all down your back. <laughs> and it's bringing you confidence. Pauline. And it's trickling down your legs. <laughs> and it's warm. And it's wet. Can you feel it? Yeah. <laughs> well, just let it flow. Oh, you bloody pig, Mickey. It's a new carpet, this. Ross, get him up quick. <laughs> Where to, pal? Uh, Swan Mills Estate, please. Oh, very nice. You, uh, you got family up here, have you? Yes, my auntie and uncle. Well, it's a nice part of town, it's Swan Mills. Lovely shops. Oh, uh, I might have a look around then, buy a new shirt. I've got an interview first thing tomorrow morning. Oh, well, you want to go to Bang Bangs? That's where I get my dresses from. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, they'll sort you out. Just tell them Barbara sent you. <laughs> so, um... What's this interview for? Oh, I'm not sure. It's up at the plant. Oh, well, you've done well getting seen, even. I got laid off from there, you know, once my bus started showing. <laughs> Can you see, look? Yeah, yeah. I've only been on the hormones 18 months, and my nipples are like bullets. <laughs> you can feel them. They won't come off. No. Go on, have a try. Go on, go on. Sorry, Dr. Chinnery. It's our new vet. I nearly knocked him off his bike, bless him. <laughs> so, uh, would you come to live here, like, if you got the job? Oh, yes, it seems very nice. Everyone's very friendly. I don't know whether to sell up or stay put. I was offered a trip to Casablanca last Christmas, but I'd have been butchered. Besides, <laughs> you're not supposed to fly after the implants. There's a danger of the bust imploding. <laughs> yeah, it's quite straightforward what they do. Basically, they make an incision just below the leg and then they use the flap of skin. <laughs> Brian, get a move on. We're going to be late for work. It's all right, Jeff. It's not even half past yet. Well, I thought you were interviewing this morning. Nah, that's this afternoon. I've got the morning free. Oh, it's good being the boss, isn't it? <laughs> Come on, Brian. God, he's bloody deaf him. Well, you know what they say, Jeff? What? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Can't hear you. I said, bummers are deaf. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good one, that. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? I fell for it and all when yeah. I heard it, you know. <laughs> all right, lads. Hey, Mike, tell Brian that joke. What joke? I'll oh, save it, Jeff. I've got to go to Ingleby's get some fags. All right. Well, I'll see you two later, all right? Yeah. Ta -da. Uh, Ta -da. Uh, hey, Brian. You know what they say, don't you? What? Bummers are deaf. <laughs> What do you mean? Well, they're deaf, aren't they? <laughs> Bummers are deaf. <laughs> you know what you're on about, Jeff? <laughs> well, I don't. Mike said it. He was really laughing. <laughs>
like, Mr Ingleby? Sorry, I didn't see you down there. What's the matter with Freebie? I don't know. I've called Dr Ginnery. Oh, well. You're in safe hands, then. I've taken ten Marlboro lights and I've left the money on the counter. Ta-da! Put them back! <laughs> but I've got them now. Put them back. I want to get them. <laughs> you can't reach Mr Ingleby. <laughs> no. I can if I fetch this chair. Look. <laughs> Not this again. Oh. Mr. Ingleby. Oh, I'm not quite tall enough. Pass me that box of Frosties. Look, Mr. <laughs> it's much easier if I give oh, them... Oh, all right, I'll get them myself. <laughs> oh, look, you're going to strain yourself. You should buy a ladder rather than do this. Oh, um, a couple of tins of beans. <laughs> Kick can top. Oh, please come down, you'll have another fall, oh, Mr Ingleby. I can do it! I'm no different to any other shopkeeper in this town, and I don't want any special treatment. <laughs> now, what was it you wanted? Ten Marlborough lights. Can you come and lift me up? <laughs> and, uh, they won't know about lubrication until they open me up, you know. <laughs> Here we are then, son. That's Swan Mills Estate. Uh, that'll be £2.50, please, love. Thanks. Benjamin, come inside. Quickly, quickly. <laughs> Through here, Benjamin. Oh, thank you, Auntie Val. It's very kind of you to let me stay. Not at all, not at all. Uncle Harvey and I were thrilled when we heard about your interview. Oh, well, fingers crossed. I've still got a lot of preparation to do. I've got to go to the library. Oh, of course, of course. And while you're here, we want you to come and go as you please, relax, and treat this place just like your own home. Oh, what, what is it? It's just a little thing, but in this house, we do ask that you leave your shoes in the front porch. Who's left muddy footprints all over the lobby carpet? Oh, sorry, sorry, that, that was me. Ah, Benjamin, it's just that in this house, we leave our shoes in the front porch underneath the barometer. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm sorry about that. Take your shoes off. Oh, sorry. We thought you'd be... Not there. There. Oh. Left a bit. <laughs> And the, uh, the right one closer to the left. We thought you'd be happiest downstairs in the nanny flat. You'll have your own shower and WC. Into which we don't pass solids. <laughs> and you won't have the girls running in and out every five minutes. Oh, that sounds great. Of course, I shall be inconvenienced as that room serves as my study, but I can stay late at the office. Oh, well, if it's any trouble... No! It's fine. <laughs> Now, I'll go and unpack your cases and leave you two to have a good old natter. <coughs> Settling in. Yes. Good, of course. <laughs> While the wee wife's away, a few words on the subject of onanism. <laughs> it's not a very pleasant thing to do, particularly with... Two young girls running around, now is it? I'd hate to think of either Chloe or Radcliffe tearing downstairs first thing in the morning, only to find you, hunched double on the sofa bed. <laughs> in a state of indiscretion. <laughs> um, so while you're a guest with us, it would be a, a definite plus if you could rein in your basic instincts, if you don't mind. Benjamin, please. No, no, that's... Fine. <laughs> everything hunky-dory? Yes. Good. I'll see you to your room. I'm so glad that everything's sorted. 
It's such a persistent stain. <laughs> this is spent 4726. Please leave a message after the tone. Thank you. Hello, my darling, it's me. I'm just calling you to thank you for the wonderful flowers, my darling. You've made a sick man very happy. You're a big woman, but you're a good woman. You've got generosity of spirit and a heart of gold. Give us a call, love. Thanks, love. Bye. Hello, love. It's me again. It's the same day, Thursday, later on. I'm home now, my darling, so you can ring me at home. Thank you again for the flowers, my darling. You're a good one. You're a really good kid. Cheers, love. Bye-bye, love. Bye. Hello, darling, it's me again. Bloody hell. You're never bloody there, love. Anyway. My love, I'm at home now. It's late. I'll probably be in bed by the time you ring, so... But, you know, kid, thanks. You're a bloody good kid. I love you. You've got a big heart and you're good. You're a really good one. You're good. You're big. She's big, but she's good. You're a big woman. Ring me, love. Bye, love. Bye. He's through here, Henry. Right here. Lovely old farmhouse you've got. Aye. You're a good lad. Thanks for coming at such short notice. Not at all. She's in her basket. I know she won't suffer with you, Dr. Chinnery. I won't be a minute. Hello. Hello, old girl. On your last legs, you old trooper. Well, never mind. Had a good innings, eh? Chased a few cats, chewed a few bones. Well, you won't be in pain much longer. Don't mind this, just a silly little needle. There we go. Oh, damn, it's broken. Uh, <laughs> uh, never mind. Uh, here we are, here we are. There we go. Shh, now. Here she is, veterinary. <laughs> That tumour puts another half stone on her. What have we got there, then? Well, it's Ginger. She's the poorly one, the one I want putting down, you know. Uh, and uh, this one, the, 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 the sleeping one. <laughs> by, by the fire? Whiskey. Oh, my little angel, she is. My little princess, aren't you, chick? I wonder if you'd take a seat, Farmer Tinsel. I've got some rather upsetting news. <laughs> Okey cokey, pig in a pokey. Good afternoon, job seekers. We were thinking, weren't we, before Mickey watered the carpet, about preparation for interview. But before that, we're going to play a game I've invented called Shopper Scrounger. I'm, I'm going to dish the pens out again, and I want you all to write down. Oh, Mickey! Nice of you to join us again. Where have you been? Went to get changed. They're nice shorts. Are you going on holiday? Sit down, love. I can't. Why not? Your chair's dried off. <laughs> what about this letter? What letter? Dear Mr Mickey, we'd like you to come in for an interview at two o'clock this afternoon. Is this a joke? It's for a job. Don't be stupid, Mickey. There are no jobs in spent. Someone's been having you on. No, Mike Harris is doing interviews at the plant today. That's brilliant, Mickey. Good luck. Thanks. See ya. Um, where do you think you're going? Interview? You're going nowhere, Buster. Sit down. 
Let him go, Paul, and he'll be late. He can go when he's completed his restart course and not before. I've got to go, Paulie. Oh, no, you don't. This is a mandatory back-to-work course, and by the end of it, you'll be a fully qualified job seeker. You can't just go swatting off halfway through dressed up like David Hasselhoff. <laughs> this is my job we're talking about. No, it's not. It's Mickey's job. You go, Mickey. Mickey? Go! Mickey! If you walk out of that door, I'll have no option but to stop your benefit. Please don't, Paulie. She can't. Try me. Leave, Mickey. Just think you could get this job. Yeah. Yeah, I could. Please let me go, Pauline. I, I feel confident. Well, you look stupid. <laughs> Do you honestly think you're going to get a job stinking a wee-wee? <laughs> a monkey in a jacket would stand more chance. I've got pens with more personality than you, Mickey. Now sit down. Go. Good boy. You're better off here. Now play with your crayons and we'll say no more about it. Pauline's right. I am stupid. Right, now that's sorted. Let's look at your back-to-work plans. Part one, getting an interview. <laughs> Bloody hell, my darling, where are you? <laughs> It's Friday. Are you dead? I thought I was the one who was nearly dead. Well, you're not there, lover, are you? Are you? Thanks for the flowers and that, but God ringers, eh? I don't... Yeah, you're big and you're good and you're a woman, but you're not in, are you? Are you? Give <laughs> a ring, love. I'm in. I'm always in. Bye, Gooden. She's big, but she's not in. <laughs> but she's good. <laughs> Bye. Oh, come off it. It's Saturday, my darling. Where are you? Where have you gone? Are you there? Come on, woman, pick up the phone, kid. Pick up the bloody phone. Ring us one day, will you? Mind you, you're good. You've got the spirit and the heart and the body of a woman. A big woman at that. I love you. You never ring me, but I love you. Great love. You're good. Bye, you're good. Bye, good. <laughs> Goodbye. Dr. Chinnery. Oh. Sorry, Mr. Ingleby, I didn't see you down there. Yes, it's nothing to worry about, just a touch of scaly beak. Scaly beak? Yes, a, a common problem with cockatiels. Can you see that honeycombing of tiny holes? No. <laughs> Can you lift me up? There we go. Thanks. What we'll do is just uh, take this little device here and buff it off. It's the work of a few moments, if you'd like to hold him. There we go. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> Just uh, hold him still. A little bit more. Right. Oh, what a fuss. <laughs> are, you, are you sure he's OK, Dr Ginnery? <laughs> yes. Nearly done. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Seems to have passed out. Is his head supposed to face that way around, Doctor? Hmm. Uh, was he very old? <laughs> I've only had him three months. I wonder if you'd take a seat, Mr Ingleby. I've got some rather upsetting news. Well, that's almost everything, Benjamin. Just a couple more items on the itinerary. Firstly, the scissors. Black for paper, chrome for string. The blue ones from a hook to swing. 
We keep them clean, don't be mistaken, for kitchen jobs like trimming bacon. <laughs> and finally, the towels. Brown for hands and white for feet. Green for torso, thighs and seat. And in the cupboard neath the stair, you'll find the red for pubic hair. <laughs> Thank you, they're, they're, they're really good poems. <laughs> well, if you don't mind, I think I'll go to my room. Oh, what about the toads? I breed toads for a hobby. Batrachianism is a most rewarding pastime. We'll give you a thorough tour of the amphibarium and then bring it to a climax with a feed. A feed? Look, it, it sounds really interesting, but I, I think I should be getting off to bed. I haven't even thought about tomorrow, but maybe at least I could get a good night's sleep. I'll see you in the morning. Benjamin. Oh. <laughs> That's not solid, I can smell, is it? They've offered me a C cup or a D cup, but I don't think with my shoulders a C would look out on me, you know. Yeah. Are you all right, Jeff, love? You're quiet tonight. I've got a date, Barbara. It feels like I've had it for weeks. Oh, don't. I've all that to look forward to when I come off these hormones. Mm. <laughs> Barbara, our bummer's deaf. <laughs> You what? Ah, bummer's deaf. No idea, love. I shouldn't have asked you. How would you know? You're a woman. Well, not quite, Jeff. They have to open me up first along the base of the pelvis. <laughs> I did not have a peshwari, Nan. Yes, you did, Sister Meg. Why are you calling me a liar? Please, Sister, just pay the bill. Well, you can whistle for it. <laughs> so, they open her up along the base of the pelvis. Oh, shut up, Jeff. <laughs> Get the beers in, I'll have same again. All right. Right, just a Coke, please. Hey, uh, lager. <laughs> Won't be a sec. So, uh, Mike, how did the interviews go this afternoon? Oh, don't ask. There are a right load of dunces round here. I've seen more brains than a butcher's window. Who are you going to pick? I'm going to offer it to this graduate from London. All he's got to do is turn up tomorrow morning and the job's is. You do, right. Here we go, lads. <laughs> Cheers, Jeff. Hey, Mike, I was just telling all the waiters that joke. What joke? You know that joke from this morning, none of them got it. No one gets it. Doesn't make sense. All right, <laughs> calm down, Jeff. Well, you go and tell it then. You're the funny one. Go on. Just do it, Mike. Jesus. <laughs> this is just two nuns in a bath all over again, this. You what? When I was little, my mum entered me for this Sunday school joke competition. I didn't know any jokes. Then Mike says, tell this one, two nuns in a bath. One of them says, where's the soap? <laughs> I didn't understand it. <laughs> no one laughed. I came last. <laughs> My dad gave me such a beating. <laughs> it's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> I just want to know. You what, Jeff? Where is it, Brian? What? Where is the soul? <laughs> Wake up, Benjamin. Wake up. Get up. What, what, what is it? There was a bowl of undressed rocket leaves in the fridge. I wonder if you know what became of them. Um, because Harvey had specially prepared them for the toads, haven't you, Harvey? They shan't sleep now. A toad, in fact, any amphibian, requires a full stomach before it can slumber. Well, well I, 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 think, I think I ate them. You said I could help myself to anything. I thought it would be all right. In this house, we like to admit to our mistakes and offer to make amends for them. Well, of course, whatever. Good. I'll fetch the toads. 
Well, in these circumstances, there's only one thing that will send them off. Now, if you could sit up, Benjamin, open your legs a little wider. Val, if you could pull it back. The duvet? Yes. I'm not dressed. Brace yourself for this, Benjamin. I'm going to open the porter tank. Get them off me, get them off me! Keep still, keep still. Now, they're very fond of F. Scott Fitzgerald. What, you want me to read? Yes. To the toads? Yes. It's two o'clock in the morning. I think at the very least you can do. (laughs) Rosemary might have been looking into... Louder, please. Rosemary might have been looking into Hollywood. Come on, Benjamin, put some feeling into it. The bizarre debris of some recent Perhaps picture... Perhaps you'll try an American accent. I can't really do authenticity sake. No, really, I can't. Come on, Benjamin. Harvey does all the accents. Try. The bizarre debris <laughs> of some recent picture, a decayed street in India. No, 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 no. Come on now. I want you to repeat after me. The bizarre debris of some recent picture. A decayed street in India. A decayed street oh, in India. A, a decayed street. A decayed no, street. Decayed. 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 I've got a really important interview tomorrow at nine in the morning. I'm really tired. You're really tired. I expect my loves are tired too. But they have been deprived the chance of sleep because of your greed and thoughtlessness. Doubtless if you'd spent a little less time with Madame Parm and her five lovely daughters. You'd feel a little fresher now. Well, you stay awake, Benjamin, until each and every toad is asleep, even if you have to read until sunrise. Do you understand me? Don't believe this. Rosemary might have been locking into Hollywood. <laughs> the bizarre debris of some recent picture. Uh-huh. Oh, look at Lady. She's found herself a little home. <laughs> oh, for pity's sake, it's gonna be under job, this. I'm sick of hearing that message of yours. Where are you, then? I thought you were good. I had you down as a good one, but you're not good. You're bad. <laughs> you're a woman and you're big, but you're bad. <laughs> you're a woman. I thought you were good. I'm not even sure you're a woman now, are you? Are you even big? I just don't know anymore, kid. Man, woman, big, you are what? Sure. Now, who knows? I don't. I hate you. You've got nothing. You wear nothing. You are nothing. Get lost. You're not big. You're not little. Sod you. Bye, love. Bye, love. Goodbye. 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 Be good. Goodbye. Love. Ta-da. Hello, my darling. It's Sunday. Thank you for your call, love. It was wonderful. You're a bloody good one. You're one of the best. Thanks for your thoughts. Thank you for you, my darling. You're one of the good guys. But you're not a guy. You're a woman. I know that now, you proved it. How could I have doubted it? Oh, and she's big. She's a big one. A big woman, and she's a good one. Thank you, my love. Thank you. Bye, love. Bye. Oh, give her a ring tonight, love. I'll be in. You have been listening to On the Town with a League of Gentlemen who are Mark Gatiss, Steve Pemberton, and Reese Shearsmith. The programme was written by the cast and Jeremy Dyson. The producer was Sarah Smith.
it in. Benjamin, time to get up. Oh, oh, what, what, what time is it? It's just gone midday. We thought we'd let you have a lie-in. Oh, no. <laughs> Didn't you have something to do today? 